Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am so excited because you guys know I am a brand new partner with HBO Max and I am having exclusive interviews with the cast members. And today I have Matt Chamberlain with me. Hey Matt, welcome to the show. What's going on, Erin? Let's get down to business. I've been looking forward to doing a podcast for literally ever. And um, now's, now's the chance, baby. Let's rock. I'm so excited to have you. And you guys, Matt wants to start his own podcast. So this is going to be really fun. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, cover some ground. And it'll be really, Absolutely. really awesome. So I can't wait to get to know you. I can't wait to get cozy with you. So <laughs> Matt, tell us about who you were before you went on the show. So, you know, let's talk about your childhood. Like, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Yeah, so I don't want to bore too many people. Um, we'll make it quick. Uh, I had divorced parents since I was like two. So I was always like hopping around, um, you know, some weekends with pops, some weekends with moms, never was on like the best, uh, the best schedule. I'd be like that kid that would like go on the school bus and bring like two big duffel bags because I'd be bringing my clothes from my dad's back to my mom. So it was like, it was a little brutal at that time. Um, and then high school, honestly, early high school, middle school, I started like partying, drinking pretty early on in my life. Um, and I honestly went so I, I don't regret it. And I don't regret it because I went so hard with it and had so much fun with it until like, sophomore year, summer going into junior year. And um, I kind of woke up one day and I'm like, dude, like, this is just not it. Like, you need to tone it down. Um, just with drinking. I'm not like a bad kid. No, drugs are bad. I, I don't do drugs. No judgment at all. No, no but um, yeah, I was just like going, you know, parties. Like I was just the kid looking for the parties, hunting for the girls, all that good stuff. And then <laughs> senior year, I was a three-sport athlete my whole life until my senior year. And um, I quit everything. And I honestly just kind of put myself on an island alone and um, just really focused on the gym. Um, competed in like a men's physique show. Um, got up to like wow. 210 pounds, jacked, ripped up, didn't go on the show. I It's kind of funny because like, What's it called? I went on the show, probably. <laughs> that's like, this is like my one regret on the show. I probably went on that show like in the worst shape of my life because I just like got like done um, all during COVID was like training my ass off, like wasn't going out, lived just such a routine lifestyle. But also like my networking was kind of weak. Um, you know, it's just it's uh, when you when you look incredible and stuff, I didn't really know how to balance it. So all my life was was just training, working out all that good stuff looked great, felt great, but also wasn't like uh, mentally as happy as I should have been. So I started going out, started meeting a lot of people, having a blast. And honestly, um, if Gail watches this right now, one of my best friends in Boston, he was one of the dudes who kind of implemented like my personality and kind of just how I work is just like life. There's a difference between like cockiness and confidence. Um, right. And I learned from him um, just what it is to be truly confident. And then like there's, I mean, I'm going to veer off so bad. It's so bad. But um, the dude I met on the show, Chris Gillis, the, 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 the mole, like the puppet master. If you guys have oh, watched yes, episodes Chris. one through three, Chris, that is yeah, yeah, yeah. my, like, he's my brother for life. Um, he's oh. literally my brother for life since the show. He's came down to Nashville where I'm at now. Um, we're coming up to New York next month. Um, but we went to Miami, went absolutely berserk in Miami. Like me and him after the show, all the people from the show got together in Miami, had a blast. They stayed there for the weekend. Me and Chris skipped like two flights just to stay for like an extra, I don't know, week or whatever it was. Um, long story short, 
we had such a good time by the time it was over, like the day before we were leaving, I physically could not go anywhere because I was so sick and in so much pain just from not sleeping, just alcohol consumption. Like it was, it was bad, but it was memories of a lifetime. Um, And yeah, he's the man, but to get a little more on track, um, I know I was saying senior year, I like quit all my sports. I just became very independent. I ended up getting into the gym, which is how I met my roommate in Boston that we ended up living with. I lived with for like four years. We were both in like the farmland of Massachusetts. He got an army job opportunity in Boston. He was like, started off with me babysitting two big Great Danes. That was my rent. Moved out of my parents at 17. Um, We lived in Western Mass, like I said, the middle of nowhere for like uh, maybe like a little under a year. And then he got the opportunity. We all went to Boston. He's like, you want to come? I'm like, yeah, like. Absolutely. And I was doing a little bit of YouTube before this. That's kind of how he found out about me. Um, I was like the skinny shredded kid in the gym. And he's like a 3062, like just probably the biggest dude you've ever seen in your life bodybuilder. Um, And he like snapped his shit on me one day. I'm like the 16 year old kid holding a tripod and camera in the gym. And he's like doing cardio. You know, he's dieting. So he's in a cranky mood. I don't know the guy. And he's like, he's like, put the fucking camera away before I like break that shit. And I was just like, the this is so cheesy. The title of all my YouTube videos was like chasing my dreams. Cause I always wanted to be like a fitness influencer. That was like my first like big dream. And I was like, all due respect, like he doesn't want me filming in the gym. He's flipping out on me, but like I'm going for my dreams. Like I'm not gonna stop. I don't care if I have to yeah. go to a different gym. But he saw that YouTube video, invited me, you know, saw I was a good kid. He's like, I need help. We, you know, watch my two dogs while I travel for work. Did that. Oh. We grew like a brotherhood. We go to Boston. I end up joining the army with him. Um, I did like two and a half years roughly of active duty time um, doing like military funeral honors. So folding flags oh. for deceased veterans, firing oh parties, God. like shooting them 14s. Oh my yeah. A lot of people look at it as like, a, like sad, like, oh, how'd you do that? And I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm way too happy and like joyous of a kid to be at funerals every day but Mm -hmm. I realized that it's actually like the most that's why it's called the honor guard it's probably the most honorable thing I could do it was privileging because you're making a family's day every day like putting on a show practically for what you know that husband or kid or child did for the country so um, I ended up joining it a lot and um, not to sound fucked up or anything like that was the number one like it was it was badass like you're just putting on a show for like someone who deserved it and like People get emotional over what you're doing for them. Well, yeah, I was doing that for a little bit. And then I got I got a DM from for like a TV show. You know, I don't even know. Before it was F-Boy Island. It, it took them, funny story, it took them a while to figure out the name of the show. Like while we were there and like people were eliminated, they still didn't know the name of the show. It was just unknown dating show. All these emails were getting in. That's yeah. what Mark told me. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, everyone's probably like, is this a big bust? Because I know you hear like, in my head, I was like, all right, they wouldn't tell you the network. So I was like, I'll keep interviewing with them. But I'm like, if this isn't going to be a big mainstreaming network, yeah. um, it's not going to be worth my time. Because at the end of the right. day, um, yes, I 100% would not have been mad if, I, if, you know, finding love there. That was an objective. But before you even know who the girls are, or the people that are there, you know, you got a chance to be on HBO. You got a chance to really get your face out there, kind of show the world who you are. Um, so, of course, once I saw it was HBO, I was like, all right, this unknown dating show, like, I guess we're going to rock with it because it's still on HBO. Like, it's right behind Netflix. Um, yes. And, yeah, we went with that. And um, I ended up 
this was like a big um, changing point in my life, um, like a lot of negative and a lot of positive. Uh, my army job like had me fully established. Like I've been like on my own, like financially stable since I was like 19. Like I said, moved out at 17. But I had to quit that army job. I'm in the Army National Guard. Everyone's a part-time soldier. So they only work three days a month um, unless like there's a deployment or something. I applied for an active duty job, which was the honor guard. I got it. So, you know, I worked it six days a week. I had all active duty benefits, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I got accepted on this show, it was like until like two weeks until they were like, yep, here's your plane ticket. I didn't know I was actually like going to make it. Even when I knew I was a finalist, all that stuff. So it took till last second to know. So I had to quit my job at the very last second. And I told my boss about it. Actually, no. You know what I did, dude? I was so it was so last second and I had like the show we were gone for I don't know like 30 something days whatever it doesn't matter I had like 25 or 24 days of vacation time and I was really close with my boss and like the people I worked with so I was like all right I'm gonna take my vacation time because I got the show I'm gonna take my vacation time and you guys are gonna work the two weeks for me I'll pay you like it's my little game plan so I can keep my job you know Mm -hmm. not piss anyone off go be on tv and come back to a good job that I have yeah. Um, cause army is just way different than like civilian. Like it's, it's, it's just tougher to maneuver it. But mm-hmm. long story short, that is like not good to do. Like I was, I was being selfish for myself trying to be on TV and keep a good job. But like me being across the country without the army knowing is a very bad thing. Oh, um, yeah. so long story short, my roommate, which I told him the plan, dude, I told him like what I was doing. And he's like, honestly, I don't <laughs> think it's a good idea. But he's like, you're a grown man. Like, if you're like, like, he knows why I was doing it. It's because I'm trying to take this opportunity and do everything I can to have my fallback if it doesn't go the way I want it. Yeah. Um, but he's like, do what you do what you want. You're a grown man. I think you should do it this way. But I know you're kind of yeah. stubborn and gonna do your thing. I was like, all right, you're right. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. He calls like the main boss of my job because he's in the army too, a higher rank, and he snitches on me. And he's like, <gasps> Matt is like trying to leave. Blah blah blah. <gasps> Me and him had a big fallout, like to the point where he's like, get all your fucking shit out. Like put it like if you don't come and pick it up, put in the dumpster. Before I got on the show, like before I got on the plane, we were leaving like Sunday. That Saturday, I literally moved all my shit out of my roommate's house from for four years. Um, Like the the whole day prior, I was moving. I moved like my whole little room into my boy's room in the army. And then um, and then like I didn't finish packing for the show till like 4 a.m. Had to be like oh at the airport God. at like seven or eight. And it was like, damn, like the whole Army National Guard Honor Guard thinks I'm the biggest dirtbag right now because I was trying to sneak off and do this. Um, and and then I'm also on this high where I'm like, dude, I get to go beyond reality TV. Like this is worth it. Like yeah. fuck them. Um, but it was just it was just crazy because the big thing was um, I moved out young and then my roommate that I was with he was the one who was like, like I said, really big fitness guy. Me and him would like just gym bros to the max, eat, train, sleep together. Like, like he was like a dad, a brother. He was the man. But we had that big fallout. And like, honestly, I, I never wanted to say it, but all my friends even said it and like was trying to get other input. And um, it was just jealousy and animosity. And he really mm. like he dude, he did everything. I like he called my stepdad and was saying that like this kid's gonna ruin his life. They're gonna come and like the cops are gonna come pick him up off this show if he goes. Oh, like he called the main boss, bashed me. Um, he when you know when I was grabbing my shit from the house, like he just fucking 
ripped me apart into a new one. Like just screw, like just just a madman, um, and just was like aggressive and so hostile. Um, and that was like it was depressing, whatever. But um, it was also I kind of turned it into motivation. Um, I'm very like stubborn headed, and I don't I don't really dwell too hard. Um, I uh, I'm always been very good at like networking, meeting people. Um, I'm always like super nice, get to know you. But I'm like once I get to know you a little bit, I already know if like you're gonna be someone I want to like see again. If you're going to yeah. be someone to like my benefit and I'll be a uh, help to your benefit because that's what I think a true friend is. And that happened with him. So like I get why you did it, but we've been together for four years. You know everything about me. You know I'm a social media guru. I ran this guy's YouTube channel for him. He knows I'm all on social media. Like he makes, you know, gives right. me shit for it all the time. Like, you know, yeah. this is why I do it to get an opportunity like this. I wonder what bothered him so much about, you know, you wanting to do both. You wanting to do reality TV and wanting to stay in the army. I mean, you had been in the army for a long time. It's not like you were new or. You well, know. I'm still, yeah, I'm still in. Um, it's just okay. like losing that active duty job and like all those benefits is what I was trying to save. Uh, got but. It. And I've know. had friends like that in my life and I've had to cut them out because you have to keep people in your life who support you, are positive, want the best for you, you know, and it's just, it's a waste of time to have anyone in your life who isn't that way. And no, I, absolutely. 100%. That was my first like big wake up call and like why I think I'm like so free soul and like at the end of the day, like I really don't give a fuck what anyone thinks because like I'm like everyone's always like, yo, like you're in your own little world. Like people that don't know me, you see me at a bar or like just out and about. They'll be like, dude, is this kid like cracked out or like what is he like? He's like, it's like he's literally just doesn't care who's behind him right now and what he's doing. It's like I just think I really think life's too short, man. Yeah. I'm always in my own little world and I uh, and the people that my circle is like insane man i could be dead broke and they'll help me out i could be the richest person right. in the world they won't ask to, like they they're their family i don't think yeah, i don't think exactly. uh blood determines family not oh god not at all it gave me perspective yeah bigger and better so you go you know you go on the show and you meet all these new guys and what is your first you know reaction to just being in that environment you're in this beautiful part of the world you know yeah. how are you feeling it, well, when we started, uh, you know, it was the COVID, uh, COVID quarantine. Yeah. We, you know, we were all at this, you know, pretty decently nice hotel. It's the Caymans. You're like high on life. Like this shit's sick, but it's yeah. like the most you can go out is on your deck. And then like, even <laughs> yeah. if like you got everyone's, all the guys got their decks and we would all like my guy, uh, there's a dude, Eddie, he, unfortunately he didn't make it. This guy would have been great for reality TV, man. Aww. He was He's a firecracker to say the least and definitely would have been an F boy. Eddie, if you're watching this, you know it. Um, <laughs> but like yes. if you're on your decks and um, I would like, you know, go right next to this kid and talk to him. We would have like 15 security guards being like separate, separate. They'd go through back and forth about making us wear our masks, um, tested every three days. That part kind of sucked, but I just got in a good routine. I was just sleeping in, workout. My, my plan was just hang out on the deck until like the sun goes down, get a tan, can't Aww. be pasty for the girls. Even though like the smart. first – it's funny. You look at me like first episode and then you look at me third episode, dude, so much darker. Like <laughs> I get so dark, but if I don't get sun, I'm pasty as hell. So I was just sitting out on like my little like balcony like trying to itch my head out to get as dark as I could before. Aww. So uh, that was my game plan. But yeah, we got into it. And, you know, we saw the cottages where, where the guys stayed and um, saw the girls' villa, which was insane. Yeah. Honestly, I think majority of the guys, we all thought, like, we were either going to be living together or, like, just mm -hmm. a, a lot closer. But, like, 
you know, the girls just come at random times when you have no idea. We kind of, well, they always know when we come. We don't know when they come, you know, stuff like that. But uh, the cottages, dude, were beautiful spot. Shout out Lynn, this girl who like owns that property. But, you know, it's like a room the size of like an average living room. And you got four (laughs) bunk beds and all four grown ass men competing for the same three girls. So like everyone you're sleeping next to is also going for that same girl that like you're shooting the shit with. So it's like, it's like a bromance. And then it's like, who knows what could happen down the road. Yeah. But um, it was funny, dude. It was like, just like getting ready for like, you know, they would just say, get ready at this time, whatever. Yeah. And you know, you just got four dudes trying to mirror check all together. <laughs> it's like, yo, let me spray my cologne. Let me fix my hair. Right. I'm like, I told you I, I bunked with Chris and like, I'd be in the shower. Chris would be blow drying his hair. I'd be like, switch, swip, swap. Like someone's taking oh a shit. God. Someone's shower. It was bad, dude. And then and you had like one bathroom for four guys. Yeah. Basically? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. That was oh it, dude. God. That was it. The closest thing I can say. So I used to be a flight attendant and I lived in a crash pad and we had like, you know, I don't know, probably 15 people in this two bedroom. You know, it was just insanity. And I think we had one bathroom, maybe two bathrooms. I don't even think so. I think we had one bathroom and I'm just like, how is this going to work? You know, yeah. but you just, you get into that rhythm and you just have to be, you just have to make it work. You know, you have to be considerate and, but it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's Dude, nuts. it's crazy. And all, you know, you bring, I wish, I don't even know why I did it for the show. I brought like all such like preppy clothes. Cause you can't wear like brands and stuff, which I, which okay. I get. Um, yeah. but my style is like a little, not exotic, but like, I don't know. I would just say a little bit more fun. And I wore the most like husband material clothes the whole time. And I'm like, you know, I'm seeing some of the guys that are like in like, you know, some cool laid back ripped jeans, you know, fly sneakers and just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, a dope a sleeved up tee. And I'm like, dude, this was my shit. But I thought the whole uh, time it was just like date after date. And like, it was all our first time on reality TV. But if I could like change one thing, I would have brought a different selection of wardrobe. Not saying it looks okay. bad. I just like just to be a little more no, fun. That's great. Yeah. I'm like such a confident kid, but it was funny. And I think being like a young dog, whether like people like to admit it or not, I think I like was a little intimidating. And I also like really spoke my mind a lot, like mm-hmm. on camera, off camera. And I think because of that, reality TV is like psychological warfare. So I put it. Right. Because like, especially this situation 24 guys, three girls, no phones, you live with the guys. Yeah. And you're just getting question question all day about the girls, figuring out how you can get time with them, how you can separate mm-hmm. yourselves from the rest of them. And there was like a big like divergent, if that's the correct word. And honestly, it was like uh, for like me and Chris while I was there, like there was a big separation because I was just so like uh, I was very direct and just like yeah, I'm going for Sarah. Everybody like, oh, go, how do you think it went? I'm like, it's great, like everything's good. I would be so open about it. Um, and Chris was like, you know, CJ, I'm going to make her my fiance, like all this crazy <laughs> shit. And everyone else is just growing it out, not talking too in depth right. about the girls and how they're feeling. And me and Chris were kind of very vocal and just like, didn't give a fuck. Cause why, you know, I'm just talking about the girl I'm trying to get with, like whatever. Um, yeah. and, uh, it created a lot of separation and there was, uh, like people just didn't realize it, but people just like try and put you on the spot, make you look bad at times. It was just like a competition that was like a little, a little dirty at times. Once I started feeling that and stuff, I'm like, I hate drama. I, you know, I'm such an upbeat, happy kid. I don't give a fuck what, what anyone else is doing. But 
once I like noticed they really were trying to like single me and Chris out, I was like, all right, like I'll punch back. And once I, I don't know, once I like saw the animosity and just kind of just the fakeness, I feel like for a time, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, yeah, all right, you want to shoot shots? I kind of just started calling people on their bullshit. Um, I won't say too much because um, later on in the episodes, there's more. <laughs> um, there's more. Like it's not, it's oh, it's not, gosh. it's not over. So because um, episode three was crazy. I mean that elimination ceremony. Wow. I um like talking about it now with all the guys. Like that's what like really started to heat up, and that that's the only thing that annoys me because I think the show has a certain direction that everyone wants it that, you know, uh, directors and everyone wants it to go, but there was so much drama and buildup and like on camera, like arguments with me, Casey, Chris, Garrett, um, as far as like interviews, like people coming after each other, me and Divij, uh, what's it called? Like there was episode two, um, me and Sarah had like a good talk at like the Tiki bar or something. I was like talking to her for like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, all right, like that was like, we're, we're, we're onto something like starting to feel good, like getting to know her a little yeah. bit. It was good. It was like good, good chat. And, um, the vision like came in, interrupted, um, not interrupted, but you know, asked if you could talk to Sarah. Cause think about it. You got like eight, nine guys, to one girl, it's just a dog house. And what were your initial uh, thoughts of the girls? Like, were you initially attracted to Sarah? Like, did you see all three and think that's my girl right there? Yeah, um, that's a that's a great question. Honestly, it's so funny looking at it now. So Sarah's like, I always, I should say always, but like while I was in Boston, like I dated a lot of like Hispanic girls, Latina, um, like very like culturized girls, like with just a lot more to learn as, you know, just an American. Like I always thought learning about different cultures was very attractive. Yeah. And I also thought Latinas where I was, those are my types. That's what my uh, most previous ex was. Um, okay. So I was surprised I didn't go for CJ at first just because yeah. she had more of like a foreign vibe to her. Um, Definitely. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, blonde with just beautiful eyes. And I love like short girls. That's probably why I didn't go for CJ because I'm, you know, oh, we're at eye level. I only got 5'10. These other guys are like 6'5. I'm like, <laughs> should have brought my fucking stilts. But, um, oh my gosh. yeah. So Sarah was like, yeah, she was a little cutie, beautiful girl for sure. Um, but looking at the show now, not like Sarah, still she's a gorgeous girl. She was, Sarah, if you're watching this, you're a sweetheart. But Sarah, just like our, um, our personalities just didn't like, fully intertwined. I felt like she's a little bit slower paced, honestly, kind of shy. Um, maybe, you know, maybe it's my fault. I didn't warm her up good enough, but I'm just yeah. very direct, open goof, yeah. you know, like this kid's just a goof. I love it type vibe. And CJ was way more of that type of personality. Right. She was very fun. She just wanted someone there. Like she just wanted someone there that could make her laugh and have a good time. And then through that, she would figure out if, you know, it would, you know, it would translate yeah. to love. And yeah. I definitely think um, it would have went better with CJ. Um, honestly, maybe it was just the height and like, I don't know, like, yeah. and Nikia was absolutely gorgeous too. It was, that was more like on like a friendship level. Mm-hmm. Never talked like, cause at the end of the day, you gotta, you have to focus in on one because if you talk to all of them and you're, you know, like me and you're super chit chatty, kind of flirty, um, the girls like started to catch on like, oh, you're just talking to all of us and right. like, we don't see you making any progress on a deep level. So we yep. probably think you're an F boy. Exactly. So I can be an F boy. I can be a nice guy. And I was like, you know, through the interview process and talking about um, how I am in a relationship, how I am when I'm single, funny story. They had me as an F boy when I started the show or not when I started the show, like tw- like kind of near towards the end of the interview process. And uh-huh. they wanted me to talk more about like my love life, love language, my past. And when I'm in a relationship, I'm like a diehard. 
like, I'd, like oh. I go like a lot of people in like today's era relationships, I feel are like 50, 60% like actually full in. I'm a hundred percent in dude. Like all my exes I've lived with, like done the whole shebang, you know, bought diamond rings, like dates every month, like all that yeah. crazy shit, but like yeah. fully in love. Like I give it my everything to see if this is going to be a lifelong partner yeah. because at the end of the day, that's what a relationship should be. It's not because you guys look good at shit together. It's not because you guys can make a bunch of money together. It's because you should be able to like wake up to that person every day, happy as shit and like feel like it's your exactly. best friend. Good, bad, happy, yeah. sad. Um, so they had me like on the F boy, nice guy label talked about, you know, my relationship life and that got me to the nice guy. Um, and yeah, as far as the show went, you just really had to focus in on one girl. I thought, but I should have done like me and CJ towards like episode two, three started getting cooler on a friendship level. Um, I wish I started that a little bit earlier because as you mm-hmm. three, see through episodes one through three. Okay. Bro, you want to hear a funny, funny thing, Chris, right? Chris, he didn't even tell me like what, and we were best friends. Like he would tell me a lot, but he didn't tell me like his actual thing. He would just be like, dude, you got no idea. Like I'm firing shit up. But like he wouldn't get specific with me because we were boys. We were really good friends. But at the end of the day, like we still just met. We're, yeah. we're on TV. We don't, he could think one thing. I could think another. Yeah, um, he didn't tell me that he was actually like game planning with CJ, like <laughs> practically like, you know, finding the dirt on these guys. And telling her, and that's why, you know, as you see through one through three, CJ likes to keep him around because yeah. she's, he's like, uh, you know, he's the puppet master. He figures out who's there yeah, and he gets him out. Spy. He's yeah. the spy. Exactly. Uh-huh. And um, he, when we were there, you know, he would talk to CJ a lot, but in my eyes and how he would perceive it to me, he'd be like, yeah, like we're really feeling each other. Like we're having a good <laughs> connection, but like their connection was pretty much, you know, as so far from what we've seen, it's like a friendship of just like having her back. Um, And it's just so funny, man. He played, he played his cards great. um, And it's just so funny to see play out on the screen. But you know, what's wild is that I knew Garrett before the show. So I, I interviewed Lauren from Love, Love Island, who was his ex, right? No way. Yeah, and she and I are friends. You say X, bro. You say X. I There's, know, I know. This game, this show for love, half half there to win 100K and realistically get publicity. And even nice mm-hmm. guys. Like, everyone everyone wants it. Like, if we're just being honest, like, it's it's an opportunity. It's you'd be, you'd be money, silly yeah. not to take it. Yeah. Um, but then you also have half the other dudes that, like, would gladly get into a relationship right now and, um, you know, would, uh, yeah, just gladly fall in love if, if meant to be. And Garrett Mazarowski is the prime time perfect fuck boy. (laughs) Like that is some, no, like a plus for him. Like that is some great fuck boy shit in a relationship. Like, yeah, I don't even know if you would say that's cheating because they game plan it and probably I'm going to assume came up with, you know, terms and conditions and how they were going to work it. But, um, Mm -hmm. it's just so funny to me. It's such a great show. Now the producer, one of the producers is from, you know, bachelor, the bachelor world. Had you watched any of the Bachelor franchise at all? Yeah, I've watched. I mean, honestly, The Bachelor wasn't. I've like with my ex girlfriends and stuff. I've watched it yeah, um, this okay. season. I've watched. I've watched a good amount with. Uh, oh, okay, Katie. I, yeah, Katie. Katie. She's good. Yeah. Apparently, she's the I one who brought Katie. the vibrator when she was yes. on The Bachelor. She brings a vibrator, right. there and I'm like, I heard that, and I'm like, all right, this girl's probably gonna make a good season. But yeah. um, yeah, I've been more into like uh either like party party theme shows or like competition okay. shows but okay. you know your love islands i watch like the k love islands great 
Um, yeah. Tuata Handle is fucking amazing. Yes, um, and Bachelor, yeah. And seeing those okay. shows and this show, it's uh, yeah, like this show is directed from like a lot of people that come from the Bachelor franchise, and mm-hmm. I uh, really think this one is just a lot more fun. Excuse me, it's a, it's it's a lot more fun. It's um, a lot of fun. I think it's definitely way more spicy um, with drama and stuff. Like I said, like episode three is just the warm-up and I really think I set the tone to like realize like if you want the money you're really gonna have to fake hard for the girl and like cut the bromance out so like you know things can go clash and then nice guys are like all right like I know you're not here for the right reason like it's obvious this that so like it just it gets it gets really good and then there's a big bang at the end for sure oh my god yeah I think this I think this show um has all the intangibles to go to the moon it's funny, like, watching it with, like, friends and stuff now. But I, yeah. I, I just want to, like, hear the feedback of the people. Yeah. Because, like, of course, I think it's good, right? Like, there's stuff they right. cut I wish there was in. But, like, how, just how it flows and everything, I think it's very That's smooth. Great. I think it keeps you on your toes. And, oh, like yeah. I said, it's just the start to, like, when it's really going to get really good. And, yeah, I, I think it has unlimited potential. And, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, there's been rumors about, like, wanting to get a season two going ASAP. So we'll see on yeah. that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, my husband doesn't like watching shows like that, but I made him watch it with me on my birthday, and he's just like, can we watch another episode? Like, this really? is good, you know? It's like, it roped him in, and if it can rope him in. But I've been watching reality TV for, you know, God, I don't even know, 20 years. Yeah. And I just, I, it's just, it's great. The theme is perfect because it's so true. Yeah. It just, you know, social media and technology these days, it's so easy to cheat. You get in a relationship with your girl and have a yeah. bad day, a really bad day. You also have, you know five DMs of other people that, you know, want to be in your right. pants or go get a drink with you. So it's right. like, and you know, they got 12 of those guys and then they got 12 of the lover boys that, you know, really just want to settle down and then you yeah. barely have any girls. So you can imagine how much competition, conflicts, like bashing comes into play. And I think yeah. it really, really just fires the world up. And I love how different all the girls are. You know, I haven't spoken to them yet. I hope that I get to, you know, have them on. But I think they're all just so different. And they all are so unique and they just have so much to offer each of them. But but very different, you know, so I love that. I completely agree. Sarah's like like the shy little sweetheart that you got to (laughs) charm to get her to fall in love. CJ is like this little badass that's just out there having fun. She's not like, she doesn't want a pushover. She looks like, you know, a strong, just fun dude to have a good time. She's very open and just out front, like, you know, pretty, yeah. she's, she's awesome. They're all awesome. And then Nakia, um, like I said, I wasn't like too close to her on the show, but like seeing her, seeing her now and like just what she says, like she's got like that, like sass to her yes. where like she just rocks it. And um, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's like a little, uh, little she's like a little firecracker, I would right. say. Um, she's got a lot of right. charisma and um, mm-hmm. yeah, all their personalities. And it's like, they're all opposites in a way. But like you can see how they come together and tie it in and work together because these girls, that's what oh, yeah. people don't think about. Like these girls have to work together too. And exactly. it's like, yo, who knows? They could both be falling for the same guy. Like Right. And they're not they're not catty, which is really surprising because you you know, you're expecting no, they're very mature. Like cattiness. Absolutely. And I love how Nikki kind of plays a role and she's like, you know, the fourth girl almost. Um, yeah, she's just an incredible hostess. Nikki Glazer is just she's she was great, man. And yeah, you know, she's like a comedian. And I don't know so how funny. much they'll put in it and stuff. But the show, would you say the show has um, a little funny vibe to it? Oh, definitely. at times. Yeah, I mean, she's got her one liners, you know? Yeah. So that's I, like, I love her. That was like a big separation, too. It's like the theme 
even if there wasn't like a, a comedy part to it, like it's like, holy shit, that's pretty juicy. And like yeah. every girl in the world, every guy girl that's like literally 16 to like 30 right now knows what a fuck boy is. Like that's, that's literally yes. when girls go to clubs and look for like, they, they always say, oh, I keep falling in love with fuck boys. I like yeah. these, but like, yeah. that is like such a common like that is that's how what dating is is he a fuck boy or is he not it's and i'm not just saying dating. that because that's the, before it was f boy island it was in between f boy island or lord of the bros i heard and, that yeah. yeah and thank god they went with f boy island horrible it's horrible <laughs> i'm sorry it is they killed it you know they, they had a bad second choice but at the end of the day they yeah the final product is they perfect it. it's as close to they perfect as it. it could be no but, for um, sure i'm actually i'm actually a dating coach and so i can I are you can, really you know, yeah, I, I can speak to the fact that this is exactly what modern dating is. Is this, yeah. you know, finding the F boy versus the good guy, right? The the guy that wants to be in a relationship that you can trust and build with and all of that. And, you know, I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, you've got to look for those red flags. And I love that they incorporate red flags oh, yeah. into the show. <laughs> the pterodactyl like, yes, on the F boy awesome. alert. Yes. The pterodactyl, oh, we got the club so promoters, we got the, the yeah. beards, yes. like the cutoffs. Yes. Yeah, dude, that shit is great. Great. It's You're great, a love doctor. So. No shit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, do you believe you can find love in a situation like three to 24? I mean, as a girl, I feel like it's, it, that's got to be like the dream, right? Having <laughs> literally eight, nine dudes in front of you every day, all good looking, all different, and like hunting yeah. for you. But half of them are, just trying to take your money. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that it's all about, an, it's a numbers game. It's an absolute numbers game. I didn't find my husband until I was 30. And I dated all through my 20s. And I dated more guys than I'd like yeah. to admit to. But I'm glad I did because I knew exactly what I wanted. And I when people just, yeah. you know, just date a few guys and they just kind of try to find that person. It doesn't work because you, you really do need to sow those wild oats sometimes. You know, you really do. And there's nothing wrong with that. A hundred percent, dude. You you gotta fuck up. You gotta have those unhealthy relationships. I know, cause like even like hearing people's stories and stuff, and these people that dwell so hard on you know, God forbid, like abusive boyfriends or you know, alcohol problems or just you know, you had someone at one point that literally was your life, and like you almost became suicidal over. Like I've heard stories like this that like you feel like you can't live with, like. Yeah, you you hear all these crazy things, and it's like, yep. because of that, everyone's so scared to fall in love. That's why everyone either fucks around or just keeps it as a hookup buddy and says we're nothing serious. But me, I'm the same way. Like everything I've been in, I've been in a hundred percent in. Um, I've been through really good, really bad, but I'm so happy and content with myself. And I know exactly like with relationships now, like what I'm looking for, and going through the worst yeah. relationships in the world, the kind of good ones, the really good ones that didn't make it really give you perspective to like when you're single to knowing exactly what you want. So now Good. because of all that, I don't just jump into anything. Um, I'm great at meeting people and it's like, I know exactly what I want. And it like, for me, like dating, I have to, a lot of people say, Oh, you know, like it takes like six, eight months to like really know no. you love that person. This, that me, man, I, yeah. I fully believe like it needs to be a punch yeah. in the face. Like, Holy shit. Who exactly. was that? I want to see her again. I want to see her again. I'm like, you're right. like almost a little addicted and you need to learn to balance it. But now I, I know exactly like what I'm looking for, what yeah. that feeling is like. Like, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like think exactly. about them when you go to sleep, think about them when you wake up. It's just very different because good, happy, sad past, you don't, you don't dwell on it. Like people that 
um, hold their past against them so much and make that their reason that they can't continue moving forward or looking or believing in something special. I think that has to do with a little maturity. Um, Not saying it's a bad thing. Like it is tough to overcome. But once you overcome it, man, it's like the ball's just in your court. You know what you're looking for. You know exactly how you should feel. And so many people are so Mm -hmm. scared of falling in love and just like feeling love and like giving everything to someone. Oh, but man, absolutely. it's the best thing in the world. Like it's the best and worst thing in the world. But like, we all want to go be millionaires. We all want to go off mansions. Don't you all also want to be like, and people rely on that as their happiness, which a hundred percent brings happiness. But at the end of the day, one day you're going to have all that. And if you don't have your person, that's what makes you the happiest with it is enjoying it with that person. And um, yeah, I would just, I would just say it's, you can't be scared to fall in love, man. Like if you, if you look right. at it the right way, you're going to grow and be better regardless. Absolutely. Like every relationship has taught me so much. And uh, yeah, I think that's like a good way uh, that like I got on the show was just like my understanding of that. And then also yeah. like my free soulness of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how everything ties into play, but out of all that, yeah. you just can't be scared. No, you were, you were obviously meant to be on the show and grow and, you know, learn so much about yourself and have that experience. And yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I completely agree with what you're saying because like I told you, I celebrated my birthday and I was blowing out my candle and I'm like, I have literally nothing to wish for. Like uh-huh. I literally have everything I want. I have a husband of 10 years, still like on our honeymoon, you know, and we have two beautiful uh-huh. children. They're both healthy, you know, boy and a girl. Yeah. I literally have everything I have ever, ever wanted and then some. So, you know, you want to be at that point in your life, but you, but I'm glad I took my time. I'm so glad I took, if I had married any of my exes, I would not be happy like I am now. You know, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I'm so happy to hear that. That's yeah, dude, that's so, that's so, do you believe in like manifesting your realities into like fruition? Yeah, I literally (laughs) <laughs> I, and that's why I tell my clients, you got to write down everything you want in that. I have eleven eleven tattooed on the back of my neck, neck, which just means manifest right? everything yeah. through God. Still, goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. I'm big yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote down a list of everything I wanted. Two weeks later, he appeared in my life. Wow. It was insane. I, like I get goosebumps every time I I say that. Dude, yeah. Someone yeah. there's I, religion, no religion. There's someone watching over you that you know you're a good person and like everything we just talked about you've probably learned from all those past relationships and yourself and in those relationships together. And it put you in a beautiful spot because you just kept going and it gave you what you deserved. That's why like the ugly past and all that stuff, like it's meant to be because it's just going to make you more confident, more better, more strong, more beautiful. And then you're going to get to such a prime time spot. You're a good person. And then you just attracted the one who was meant to be. Cause if you got the, cause if you met your husband, you know, I don't know, like you said 10 years, like say like 13, 14 years ago when you weren't like yeah. the woman you were when you met him, um, you may not even known he was the one. You right. guys couldn't have, we it may have not be been together. it. That's why. No, no. And, and yeah. he wouldn't have been in that position to, you know, even because he had been in so many bad relationships and I yeah. had to like earn his trust, you know, especially because I was a flight attendant. I was living with all these pilots <laughs> in a crash pad. Dude, like yeah. he had to trust me because all of it, yeah. his exes had cheated on him. So I had to like overcome that. Right. And it was just, it was hard, but had it been a few years earlier, I don't think that would have, it would have worked. I really don't. I love that dude. Hearing that shit's like fires me up. Perfect timing. Yeah. No, I, I hear, I, uh, with like any relationship I go into, I literally, it's like, as long as you're loyal to me, as long as you're loyal to me and you just, I know communicating is hard, but you like actually just put effort in every day at getting better with communicating with me. I will fight through if, you know, if I feel like I feel that slap in the face love, I will fight through everything else. 
But when it comes to like, that's like the one thing that like, I'm a very like in-depth thinker. And um, when you love so hard, like that's the first thing that like always goes when it's like perfect. You're like, man, I really hope like they're where I'm at. I really hope they're, you know, being loyal and trustworthy to me. Because me, yeah, when it comes to cheating and lying and stuff, if I like catch any of that, I just go, dude. There's people that like, you know, believe in um, staying together through like cheating or like big time lies. But me, man, that's just like, that's just the one thing where I literally, I don't, I don't scream. I don't throw stuff. I literally just say, all right, like, where's my stuff? I'm out. Because that's just it. Good. No, that's good. And that's having standards and that's respecting yourself and having, you know, integrity. And those are all good things. And you shouldn't feel badly, you know, to do that. I think I wish more people would do that. You know, I think people settle so often for someone who they just feel like, okay, this is probably the best I can get or whatever. They just like overlook things and it breaks my heart. You know, I'm like, oh, you're not going to make it long. You know, yeah, you're together yeah. now, but you're not going to make do it you, long. Do you, do you also like believe in that? Like, I, I, it's such an evil question to ask. I hate even asking it, but like, if like your husband cheated, like, would you still be there? Or like, would you, do you think that's yeah. just a no go? Like at all? First and I know all, it'll never happen. Dude. You guys are making it to all, end. I, I know mean, that. Full disclosure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, full disclosure, he, I know I keep him happier than anybody ever could. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, I, you know, you're uncomparable. I, I'm very open. I mean, I told you I have a sex podcast. We literally have sex every day. Now. You have a sex podcast? Yeah. Is it, can yeah. we, can I be on the next one? Well, it's bash after dark. So it's, it's usually just bachelor people, but I'd love oh. for you to be my like guest. No, but you can be my guest. Dude, I am a little, dude, I, I'm, I'm like a sex dude. I literally, before we got on this, I was watching, what was I watching? It was like a former porn star, like Barstool Sports interview. Like I like, dude, okay. I learned about, yeah, I learned about like, I love, <laughs> dude. I, yeah, dude, sex is such a big, I could go on and on about sex. I yeah. talk and talk it's, and talk. I, I'm so sex positive and I hate that people put such a negative, you know, stigma on sex. Yeah. It's like, can we just talk about it? It's so stupid. So I have guys yeah, people... on from, and girls from The Bachelor and I asked them about threesomes. Yeah. And their first sexual experience. And do you want, you know, what's your favorite position and what turns you on in bed and all of these things. And nobody has done that. I'm like literally a trailblazer in that way that. Yeah. Yes. You're right. You're so right. Some people like talk so, about it in between their, their, you know, their dialogue and whatever, but specifically yeah. sex. No, it's specifically that. That's, That's all we talk about. Awesome. Dude, please make me a guest on that. I will go full blown. Absolutely. And I, even though I'm a young gun, I've, I've surprised myself with all the things I've done. And it's, it's pretty awesome. The guy Israel on the show, I know he won't even be oh, mad God, because he was, he's open about it. He's, uh, he's big into like sex parties. They're like very safe. It's like, uh, you know, oh, it's like wow. specific invites in like Los Angeles, but like, you know, everyone's yeah. like tested. Everyone has to wear protection. Everyone like has to say yes. Um, I think there's even like, oh, you know, gosh. security there, but like the guy, like the guy fucks for a living practically. And, um, wow. Yeah, he was an F boy, right? Okay. He's, he's he's still having too much fun in his in, at his sex parties for the for the wife to come. But how well, old are you, Matt? Twenty two. Okay. Oh my God, you're a baby. You can be my son, Matt. That's insane. I know, but I mean, I'm a baby. But like, I've done I've done my threesomes. I've done like, is this weird? I mean, this isn't like a regular thing, but like when I'm just like really getting like spicy and just like make it extra hot and heavy is like watching like having porn literally on your living room tv while having sex is that do you think that's weird like it's not an everyday thing it's probably like a couple times a month just to like add flair we used to do yeah we used to do that we We don't anymore but we used to do that yeah yeah and then as far as like i was thinking about it too i was like with threesomes go because um my last threesome was like with my ex 
and her best friend. Um, oh my God. And like, uh, but like when it comes, like say like you're in a relationship, right. And you like have like both sides, like, like think of threesomes hot. They're like, would possibly think about it. At first I was like, you know, like asking the girl, it's like, would you, would you want to like do it with like, a, you know, some random cutie or would you want to do it with, you know, someone, you know, and I'm surprised, but I put it in like their shoes and I actually get it now. A lot of girls, yeah, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, they'd rather have a threesome, um, you know, with their man and another girl with that girl being like one of their closer friends. And at first I was like, I was like, well, li- listen to this. I was like, really? Cause I was like, wouldn't you want it to be someone like, we don't really know there's, so there's no feelings tied in at all. But when I think yeah, about I it, in a, but when I think about it in a man's shoes, I'm like, if someone was going to have sex with my girlfriend, I was like, honestly, this is funny as shit too. This is so funny. I like, I look at Chris, right? I'm like, I would honestly rather Chris like have a, have a threesome sex with than uh, some random dude because Chris is like, you know, it's brotherhood. Um, he would never like try and make her fall in love. He would never do anything like that I wouldn't actually be okay with. Like, not that realistically I'm open to anything, but like at the end of the day, just when you know it's like your best friend and like someone that feels like family to you. Yeah. You trust it, dude. And like, I'm like, I don't know if some random dudes like, you know, in this with me and like, you know, he may be whispering some shit. Like I actually like you or like just, it's just a, yeah, it's a trust. It's a trust variable. So in my head, I was like, I kind of get why a girl would rather their close friend because they would know that, you know, tomorrow this girl's not going to go hit me up and say, Hey, let's go get coffee. And like, just us do it or something like that. That's true. I mean, have you guys had a threesome? No, no, really? We haven't. I, I mean, I, I have like in Past. college, but yeah. not when I've been hit, you know, with him, but no. And that's, that's because I've heard too many stories where, you know, that happened in a married situation and yeah. it was just all bad. It was just all bad. Yeah, I so, I, 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 I completely get that. that. No, it definitely can. It definitely has um, an opportunity to go the wrong yeah. way. But at the end of the yeah. day, those are stories probably, you know, those could be threesomes that happen because one person wasn't getting satisfied. They may have been slightly fallen out of love. Yeah. Um, it yeah. could have been like, like you guys are prime time. I'm not saying like go do it, but I'm saying like you guys know, yeah. like you guys are running till the end. Like you make him the happiest. He makes you the happiest. Like this is it. Yeah. And like, yeah. if you guys ever wanted to spice it up, I feel like, you know, from like just hearing about how you are and how you operate, like, I feel like it really wouldn't hurt you guys. If it was like, just like, you know, a fun fantasy you thought about for fun. Yeah. I don't think it would be like a problem. I think I'm good. I mean, I yeah? think that we are just, yeah, I think that we are so enough for each other. That's you know, that fucking awesome. Need, I get that. I can, right? Yeah. You don't even crave yeah. a threesome is what you're saying. Oh God, no. Yeah. No, 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 definitely not. But I love talking about it and I Me think too. it's, it's yeah. fascinating, it's right? Fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll definitely have you on as like a guest co-host. It's just right now, cause it's called Batch After Dark, all of our guests have to be within like the Bachelor world. Yeah. But eventually we might rename it to like reality after dark or something. And then we would just have like any reality person on, you know what I mean? Or we can just have our own sex podcast without the bachelor guys. We'll invite <laughs> them on. Down. Yeah. We'll I have our own so dude. Oh, we'll fucking have our own. I don't care. <laughs> we'll be on. Well, I've taken up so much of your time, but I had so much fun with you, Matt. This was awesome. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. Hopefully much, much more to come. Um, if you ever want to chat again, dude, I'm always, I can talk ears off, but yes, regardless, man, August 5th is the next drop, then August 12th, last four, August 12th. Oh, good. Let's just say people want to rip each other's heads off. It gets hot. Oh it gets God. sexy. Ooh. 
and there's big twists coming in like ways that I didn't even, it was so smart, man. The way, the way the show operated made it insane for the guy's experience, for the girl's experience and um, people listening in just know it's a wild ride. And if you even slightly enjoyed the first three, it's just the beginning to drama, sexiness, and just big that time switch so ups. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I just I love it. And just to have this opportunity to talk to you guys. Like I'd love for you to come back after it wraps so we can talk about you know what I'm saying? Like so we can talk more about like the show as a whole, like how the how the arc was, right? How it changed and then what, how it wrapped up at the end. And I think that'd be really fun because you are you're awesome. I would love to have you back. Absolutely. I'll be back if I get that invite. I'm in there like swimwear. That's me and Chrissy line. We were thinking about making shirts like there. In there like swimwear. You know what else he said? And then Chrissy, I got a ring like after the show because I'm like big into, I want to get so many. But uh, he called himself oh the Godfather God. and he would always put up his ring and he'd be like, kiss the ring. So but I don't know if they'll put that in there. He's just like, he's literally me with just eight more years of experience. Like me and him are like long lost Aww. twins. It's He has a twin. He has a twin brother and his twin brother's oh name is Matthew. Oh my God, how funny. Yeah, Chris is Chrissy's the man. So where can everybody find you on Instagram? Tell them where they can follow you. And if you have anything else you know you want to promote, this is the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely check the IG out. We'll keep it spicy. We stay funny, true, true <laughs> to self. Um, it's Matthew underscore Chamberlain, L-I-N at the end. Everyone always says Lane. I'm not like a crossroad <laughs> road lane. It's Lynn. Matthew underscore Chamberlain underscore. TikTok. Matthew M S I M O S three TikTok is popping. We're sex trapping. We're thirst trapping. That's all I do. Can't really dance. And um, way more to come. Like I said, I want to get a podcast going and um, some YouTube vlogging very soon. You let me know if I can help with anything with that. It'd be really awesome to work with you. Collab, baby. Well, we're going to have our sex podcast, so be ready. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sex podcast coming soon. I love Aaron it. Aaron Matthew, get twisted and funky. I love it. Well, let's come up with a fun name. <sighs> Thank you so much, Matt. It was a pleasure. And uh, hopefully I get to meet you in person one day, you know, but I'll keep watching you on the show and rooting for you and spring it on. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Getting Cozy with Matt Chamberlain from F-Boy Island. Please tune in. We're, like he said, there's going to be a lot more episodes to come um, here in just a couple of days. So please tune in and make sure that you are up to date and not missing a single dramatic moment. Be safe. And always stay cozy. Stay Bye. cozy, guys. Love you.